Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts. And I'm joined in the studio today by by old regular Mr. Matthew Ketchell from BBC Match of the Day magazine. How are you doing, sir? Good, mate. Good. I'm back for the rollover week. Yeah, the rollover week. Yeah. yeah I feel like this week could last forever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. game month, not game week. Game month. Yeah, we have uh, we have the final six games of this uh, this round of Premier League fixtures due at the Premier League winter break. Um, so as you, if your Instagram's been clogged up like mine has with footballers in very beautiful locations, that is coming to an end. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have all six games are actually going to be on TV this weekend. So a bit of a bonanza yeah, if you're a feast. BT and Sky subscriber. Uh, we'll just get straight into the action, shall we? Uh, starting on Friday night, we have on BT Sport 1, 7.45 kickoff. It's Wolves versus Leicester. Mm. Um, very nice game on, on, on paper, that one, isn't it? Really Two attractive tasty. sides, playing decent football. It was an unreal game last year as well. Almost a year ago, it was last January, the 4-3, do you remember? Jota. 90 yes. plus two winner, absolutely yeah, I do wonder game, that. ebbed and flowed, and uh, yeah, it's, I think both teams. There's a lot on the on the the line here. A win for Wolves, and they're three off the the Champions League before the Saturday games, and then if Leicester win, they would go ahead of Man City. So mm. it's a pretty it's a pretty big game. Three yeah, point, six pointer, I believe they refer it to. <laughs> uh, a, a top a, a European six pointer, yeah, is that a thing? <laughs> Something like that. that. Let's go with that. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess both of these sides, as much as we're saying, you know, great teams, etc., they both maybe faltered a little bit in recent weeks. Uh, and the Wolves won just won one of six. Leicester, I think, is one of four. Um, you you maybe think this break might have done. This is the sort of thing. They're the sort of teams where this break might have done them the world of good. Just if mm. they're maybe punching above the weight, people expect them to um, just to have that. That week of respite from the I think I said last time I was on that Leicester looked like a team that needed a winter break. They needed to go to Dubai and cuddle some lion cubs and (laughs) hopefully they've done that. And I think this is where we'll see if is the winter break good? Will these teams Mm. come back refreshed and give us a real real game? Um, Hopefully it's given Triori time to recover. Probably the most exciting player in the league at the minute. Jurgen Klopp waxing lyrical about him, you know. Very difficult to to contain him and him him and Jimenez. That's not easy to say. Him and Linking up more than any other um, partnership. Mm. Um, so it's all it's clicking for Wolves. They're a nice balanced team, um, and they've got a, a couple of new signings as well. Mm. Podence, um Some some uh, some fans say think saying he could be the next Eden Hazard. So over over to you, mate. See see what you've got. He's from Olympiacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. we'll see. We'll big, see. Bold. I mean, I'm going to remember that now. I'm going to watch him every time, thinking, "Where's the mm. <laughs> where's the little drop of the shoulder around the around the defender?" Uh, yeah, Triore dislocated his shoulder in that last match, and yet he just got up and carried on, popped it back in. Away he goes Machine. again. Tank. Mm. Uh, obviously, he was done in by a, a leg injury, and we hope he is uh, battle hardened <laughs> enough to come back from that after the after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess Leicester as well. We keep skimming over how how incredible that season is for them so far even if they have you know maybe run out of that uh, a little bit of steam over Christmas um, but there's no panic there like they're still a very good team very good players I think Ndidi might still be out he sort of had a bit of a flare up of that injury which could be a bit of a blow for them um, predictions for this one well hopefully goals uh, I think something like a 2-2 might be on the cards yeah. there's, there's, there's the both teams I wonder, I'm wondering if Leicester might go three at the back and, and match Wolves mm. um, and, and and try and counter them and you know with players like Vardy and Madison on the pitch there's a, there's always potential 
for goals. So I'm, I'm going to go for a high score and draw on that one. Fair. I'm going with the Wolves win. I think they're going to nick it, but I, I do think it'll be a great game to watch Friday night football. Mm. Uh, moving on to Saturday, we have a 12.30 kickoff. It's on BT Sport 1. Uh, Southampton Burnley. Uh, it's a bit bizarre that sort of the winner of that one goes into the top half. So if they could go up to 34 points with 10 games to spare. You're pretty much safe, considering Southampton and Burnley were both uh, out on their feet. Uh, Southampton spreading the goals around a bit more, not just relying on Danny Ings. Uh, I've got here death taxes and Burnley just about staving off <laughs> relegation yeah. with, a, with a three or four game. Well, both these teams run. looked and buried at, at times. I'm really pleased for Southampton. They've, they, after that massive defeat to mm. Leicester, you, you really feared that was the end for, for them and the manager, but they've turned it around and they're actually really organised uh, you know, footballing team who would try to do things the right way, got some mm. exciting young players. So, so fair play to them. It's been quite impressive the run they've been on. Yeah, for sure. Predictions for this one? I think Southampton. Yeah, yeah, going for a narrow one nil. So, yeah. Burnley will just take every point thing, you know, points just to keep keep ticking along. And I think mm-hmm. Southampton might just be able to break them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on later on Saturday, we have a five thirty kickoff it's on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's bottom versus top. It's Norwich versus Liverpool. Um, welcome back from your holiday, Norwich City Football sure. Club. Our thoughts are with you and your loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Un- unstoppable, really. I, Liverpool. You just can't. I mean, imagine you've got your nice break, sort of thing. Everybody's probably re- recovering, restoring your, you know, your mentality. Go again, and then you've got Liverpool. I mean, it's just <laughs> what a roadblock you're running into there. But the interesting thing about this game is, you know that the Norwich are gonna are gonna come for it. They're not gonna mm. change. They're gonna try and play their their you know att- attacking football, and they they don't. They don't, you know, they don't alter. They they they, they have a, a system and they, they play to that. And if if that means losing games, then they, mm. they're, they're they're prepared to take that. And I think they're now at a stage where they're on what fourteen points. I think they've got to go for it. So could they be the ones? That, yeah, that, that, I, re- I that really rated their, uh, their their performance against City before when they beat them. And they just let's like say they played their game. They didn't sort of cower back or or set up with eleven behind the ball. They're they an attacking went team. For it. So I watched their last game against Newcastle and James Park. They were mm. the better team, created more chances. Deserve to win that game, and we're very unlucky. And I think that's—I mm. think they've been a little bit unlucky. Now, are you going to go on record with your prediction here and suggest a madness for Norwich? Do you know what? Why not? It, it would be classic, wouldn't it? Yeah, they beat Man City at home. Um, I know. I think they're going to go for it. Who knows? Liverpool might have had too much of a winter break that didn't even play in their FA Cup replay. So, <laughs> yeah, too, it would be it would be it would be just classic Premier League, wouldn't it? If yeah. it happened, so go the way on, the Norwich. season's going, I'll who back knows? You. I'll back the Canaries for this one. Cool. Ketchell is siding with the, the Canaries there. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very confused right now. 3-0 win Liverpool. Uh, moving on to Super Sunday. It's on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Um, two teams sort of, I guess, one is teetering over the relegation zone. One is, you know, creeping up towards those Champions League places. Um, again, I think it could be another cracking little match. So watch this one. I watched the reverse fixture at the start of the season and uh, thought Villa played really well, actually. It's just they didn't quite have that cutting edge and you feel that might be their downfall mm. throughout the yeah. season. The quality's lacking with Villa. It, it, it's kind of Grealish and then you look at mm. where else, you know, they got they got Mings who's solid. I think they did, I think they had a good January in terms of their transfers. So, uh, Reina coming in in goal, yeah. Pepe Reina, great signing. Just knows the Premier League, can play, you know, play mm. out, play, make saves, do everything. Experienced goalkeeper, great signing. And then Samata, who's come in and scored on his debut, he scored three goals in the in the Champions League mm. for for Genk, and uh, he scored two, two against Salzburg, one against Liverpool. So he he seems to have a bit about him. And yeah. I think he is going to be 
their season. If he can score, mm. they've got a chance. If he doesn't score, there's no goals really in this team beyond Grealish, and I think they could unfortunately go down. So he is a crucial player now for yeah. the running. I watched him and he, had, he missed against, I think it was Leicester in the, in the cup, and there was a miss sort of like gaping goal, and he put it over or put it wide. And I was just like, oh, that's the moment, isn't it? Sort of, it, could his whole Villa career sort of hinge on that? moment in a sense but he has come back and he scored a couple which is fair mm. um, but yeah a lot rests on his shoulders really isn't it to, to mm-hmm. lead the line I know Wesley um, was starting actually to come into a little bit of form before his injury uh, I still think somebody like Olivier Giroud would have been perfect for them but obviously a lot of money I don't think he would have gone I don't think he would have he wouldn't have, well, obviously wouldn't have gone down to, to that level mm-hmm. but um, it's interesting with Villa as well they've they've conceded more than any other team joint with Norwich so it's it's this it's this strange thing where you've either got to be, you know, all out attacking to stay up, or, or maybe just all out. Def- you can't just be Rafa, that. Sort Rafa of Benitez ground. had a great to quote the great Rafa Benitez. He had a great save this. <laughs> the bedclothes. If you pull the bedclothes over your head, your feet get cold. Yeah. If you pull them down, your head gets. So it's all about balance, really. Small duvet. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they need a bigger duvet if they want yeah. to stay up. <laughs> This is this got philosophical, <laughs> philosophical radio times, uh, football times. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the switch to three four three, so three at the back. I guess they are try. I mean, Dean Smith, he's not afraid to to try those new systems and tactics. He did that with Brentford quite a lot uh, in the Championship. Yeah, yeah, you just feel it's a bit of an eclectic mix of players, and whether they can gel in new systems and with 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 each other really mm-hmm. before the end of the season. Get Grealish higher up the pitch. That's a good. That's a Get him more I as a number ten, less of a number eight. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's his record is five assists, seven goals. He's playing for the Euros. Get him higher up the pitch. Get him. Get you know. He's so. I love watching him play the way he slaloms through mm. defenses. He can he can he can cut a defense with a pass. He can hit one from long range. So get him higher up the pitch. Mm. That'll help. And if Villa do succumb to the drop, I'd love to see him at, at their opponents this weekend at Spurs. Ooh. Interesting. Could you see that? Yeah, Did I could see, see him. Grealish like slotting into that little, just the number ten sort of yeah. cane or whatever. Oh, I'm into I'm that. Feeling that. Uh, yeah, moving on to Spurs though. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think maybe uh, are they the favourites? Do you think for a Champions League spot? Well, they're in. They're in. If you look at Mourinho since he's taken over, they're in top four form. Really, they would be mm. in the top four if you counted the games, the thirteen games I think since he's taken over. So they're slowly gathering momentum. Mm. The problem they've got is they don't travel. They don't seem to travel, so they're winless in three Premier League games on, in a row. And obviously, they've, they've lost Kane, but they're slowly, they're slowly and quietly sneaking into that mm. top four. And 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 the. And the, the Chelsea and Man U, they can't they can't put runs together. So it's kind of there for the taking. They've signed uh, Bergwijn, mm. who looks really decent, quite an Excellent exciting, strike. dynamic yeah. player. So they've got a chance. Yeah, I really think I think I mentioned this. It might have even been when you were in the studio before, but um, I think cutting Eriksen loose could be a little bit of a masterstroke for them. Just that casual strolling around Eriksen. We all know what he can do on his day when he's you know fully up for it. He just wasn't up for it this season and I think it's nice to that they've actually got that weight off their shoulders and they can focus on the players who are there, who want to be there. Like you say, Bergwijn's come in, instant impact and you, and you hope he can actually carry that on through the rest of the season. Um, do you think they may regret not picking up a striker? I mean, I th- yeah, that was kind of their. It was me. so obvious, wasn't it? Just like sign Cavani. Just sign Cavani. <laughs> That's what I was saying it. in January. Yeah. I mean, they need a striker. They need Cavani would have been perfect for them. Uh, the, the complication would have been when Kane came back. Then mm. Cavani would have wanted to play as well. So that's the that's the problem they have. They whoever they sign as a striker knows 
that they're going to be second fiddle mm. to Kane. So that's always the issue they have. So they're always looking for that kind of young striker or striker who's in the twilight of their career. Mm. Uh, I think it was probably too early to give that role to Cavani. So, but it's it seems like they're a striker away from from really t- mm. challenging for the title. I think they're the the when I, they got getting linked to that uh, Piatek from AC Milan yeah. and Alcacer Dortmund. Yeah, and I was just thinking like they're the sort of players who will just slot away the goals not necessarily spectacular but they will just when the chances fall to them they'll put them away and I feel like that's maybe the one thing they lack like I think they've got players who can you know got when Deli Ali's on form he can link the the midfield to the attack and you've got all these wingers and attack midfielders who can all pretty much rotate with each other it's just having that one person in a nil-nil situation in a 1-1 who's going to that one chance is going to fault them in the 85th minute and just that one person you rely on to stick mm. it away. Nothing like, you know, nothing too revolutionary, just a poacher. I think that's yeah. probably what they're... I think, I think they're the rarest players, though, and they're mm. the most expensive, and to do it in January is, is difficult. You've got about 20, 30 clubs mm. looking at about half a dozen players, and I think they would have tried, and then they're never ones to be, you know, pay over the odds, Tottenham, so yeah. that's where it's fallen down, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe something for the summer. Um, prediction for this one? I, don't, I think a draw, and I think both teams would take a draw. Spurs so bad on the road, Villa just looking to, to, to get points on the board. I fancy a draw on this one, 1-1. One, yeah. one. Going with Spurs to nick it, but I certainly certainly could see Villa taking something from that one if they can sort out that back line. Uh, moving on to well, later in the Sunday, it's also on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Uh, it's a 4.30 kickoff: Arsenal versus Newcastle. Um, start with Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal flatlining at the minute. Drawn, drawn yeah. four in a row. Draws. Um, drawn six in eight. It's just it's such a, a frustrating tame. season. Yeah. The fans must be me. So I think though, uh, if you speak to Arsenal fans, they're kind of unanimous in that they are happy with the way things are looking. Yeah. Under Arteta, he's coming simplified tactics. There's more flexibility than there was under the Emery, and they're more of a unit. Unit, and he's kind of <clears throat> put more individual responsibility on players. So he mm. said to like, you know, Shaka and Mustafi, come on, you want to play for this club. You know, lead by example. Give us, give yeah. us some performances. The onus is on you, and and Ozil as well, who's who's a really key player. Mm. The onus is on you to be Mesut Ozil. You are you are a great player. Come and be number ten and provide chances yeah. for Aubameyang and Lacazette. It's a it's a great forward line. Martinelli, Martinelli as well. A great forward line. Excellent. So it's all there. Um, it and 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 they're all you know they're basically. Uh, it, you know, sorting themselves. It's a pre-season, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're trying to get get a system and, and, and just get this season over and done with. Yeah, it's a bizarre one though, isn't it? When you look at the table, I was looking, they've got as few wins as second bottom West Ham, six. They've got as few defeats as second top Man City, six. And then 13 draws, 13 draws. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just bizarre, a bizarre season. The new Sunderland. Like, you what, sorry? They're the new Sunderland. I wish, I wish we could draw 13 <laughs> games this season, only lose six. Uh, but yeah, I guess, it, like I say, it shows a little bit of stability. And when I've watched them, I've been impressed with uh, Socrates a little bit. I think he's, he's sort of putting his mm. body on the line, like a bit of fire, a bit of fire in the belly. Like, he looks like a bit of an old school not saying he's on the level, but like the Keon Adams sort of like no nonsense. Just I don't know. There was a bit where he's in the corner flag and he's like sitting on the floor and he's still trying to tackle whoever it was. And it's sort of I don't know. I, I think Arsenal have lacked that bit of uh, it's like fight hashtag fight hashtag passion. But like he he's a Greek he, warrior he has a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the sort of thing that um, more than points the rest of the season. That's what Arsenal fans are going to take mm. a bit of half from, hopefully, mm-hmm. and and give Arteta time to build next season. Mm. Um, Newcastle got an inflammatory question written down on my, on my sheet here but uh, are we ready to lay off Steve Bruce are we ready to lay off Mike Ashley 
Are we are we ready to to say that the uh, they've provided you with another season of comfortable survival, possible top half, even a shot at Europe, cup run? What what can they be doing, man? Michael, <laughs> can, I, can I give you some stats? Go I've on, some stats down. Go on. Easily the lowest possession in the league, thirty-four point three percent. Most efficient. Fewest passes per game, fewest passes into the box per game, third fewest efforts on goal, fifth fewest shots on target, second most shots conceded, most shots on target conceded, our goalkeepers made over 100 saves, no no other goalkeepers in, in, in treble figures. And his money. And it's, it's we've we've played well in about, in five games, um, out of 25, um, and to be fair, we're unbeaten in eight, yeah. five of those are draws, two goalless, one at home to Oxford, one at home to Norwich. And at Everton, we were outplayed for 93 minutes and scored two injury time goals. It's hard to explain how <laughs> bad the football is. And it's I've just seen a lot on Twitter, to be fair. Yeah. We've got seven forwards at the club. They've scored four goals between them. Yeah. It, it really is amazing. This team, honestly, it makes you question everything you thought you know about football. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The stats were bottom, all the attacking metrics. We are bottom. But, but there's got to be something, something is going right here. Like, you don't get lucky that many times to, to come away with points. I know Everton, that, that was just a freak result, wasn't it? But, like, you can't get lucky that many times, surely. Well, well I, th- I think what's keeping us up is character, work rate, resilience, Alan St. Maximin and Almiron. So we're very <laughs> yeah. reliant on their... We've got no speed. We're a completely pedestrian team, mm. Newcastle, without those two. So, somehow, it, it, it's working. 31 points... Um, it, it, but it, the stats, it, if you like XG and it, XG divides opinion, <laughs> yeah, Newcastle I'm not would sure be. XG yeah, yet, I mean, but, I'm, but sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Mm. Newcastle would be bottom of the league on 17 points for drift. If you, if so, that it, but they're not creating chances and they're giving up a lot of chances. Mm. So it's it's kind of crazy, but that that's football. You know? Surely it's a platform though, because obviously Ashley has opened the wallet a little bit more this season. I'm not trying to you know write off everything he's doing in the past, but he has started to open. The purse strings a little bit. He clearly has. He's, he's spent twenty million on Almiron. And he's spent forty on Jolinton. Not that that has gone particularly well. Um, but surely this is a platform for Bruce to build on for next season. Again, I'm not saying it's similar to the Arsenal situation. It's very different in so many ways. But surely you've got to have a platform before you can you can build on top of that. And and if this is your platform, then next season is he going to spend a little bit more and get you up that league in the but European? The, but there's no even? there's no progression. There's no plan B. It, it the it's it's not getting any the style of football is not getting any better and they're just eking out wins and and I don't think there's any platform to build upon there at all. Mm. The the signings have been surprised. Newcastle don't normally do business in January, albeit three loans, mm. two with an option. So that that's interesting. And then bizarrely on the last the last day of the transfer window, Bruce came out. Uh, unprompted to say that Newcastle had a, a club record bid yeah, uh, rejected minutes, for a midfielder. Yeah. The midfielder, um, Bukar uh, Samari, didn't want to come. So uh, that that strikes me as um, that's kind of epitomises the unpredictability of Mike Ashley. All of a sudden he shows an mm. interest. All of a sudden he, he shows up at Oxford away in, in an FA Cup replay. Mm. All of a sudden there's some money on the table for a player. There's no consistency, there's no plan, there's no progression to develop the infrastructure at the club or, mm. or have a transfer strategy in place. So it's it's fascinating really to see Newcastle. And in, 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 in this game, I don't fancy them at all. Um, I think Arsenal are due a win and Newcastle are, are you know, potentially due, due a big defeat, unfortunately. Mm. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm weirdly going with a draw here. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got every prediction... 
opposing. Yeah, I, I, I think Arsenal will win by two goals. I think it'll be a two two nil three one. Yeah, that's my my prediction. Is Danny Rose going to get a. I think is he will. Going to going to play this weekend. I think so. Yeah, oh, Danny, sweet Danny. <laughs> I love Danny Rose in a Sunderland shirt. Yeah. But yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> you are dead to me, Danny. Uh, moving on, we have. So not only do we have Friday night football, we also have Monday night football. So you can watch Premier League action four days in a row. I'm fine with that. That's brilliant. Uh, Chelsea versus Manchester United. It's eight o'clock. It's on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Um, we, we've sort of alluded to a little bit here with Spurs, but. I can't believe Chelsea are still in that top four position. I, I feel like they haven't won for a long time, or at least consistently played well for a long time. Tammy Abraham, maybe the goals have dried up a little bit. can't believe they're so comfortable there. sort of reminds me a little bit of the, the, the championship title race at the minute, sort of West Brom and Leeds. They were so far ahead. They've, I think they went something like 12 games, and I think they've only had two wins between them, like combined. Uh, but they're still hanging on to the top, the top two places, mm. and it's similar with Chelsea. They just they built up such a cushion. Yeah, um, and the other teams have been so poor and inconsistent. Been, uh, yeah. Man United. I mean, Sheffield United. You can't blame them for not being. You know, come on, Chris Wilder, <laughs> pull your pull your socks up, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal how they're still there, and, and it's the sort of thing where it's very much still in their hands if they turn up and, and beat United. Then that is a big, big step forward towards Champions League. Uh, yeah, I. I've, I think this is a must-win for them. They got Spurs at home next, mm. so this is like the season-defining ten days really for yeah. them. Um, and, and yeah, they, they have they banked the credit and 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 they've they've you know they're sleepwalking to a Champions League place. Mm. Maybe they didn't expect to do that this season, but they are. Um, and they've got a bit of competition for places now in the centre of defence and the centre of midfield. So you know, in defence, there's there's central defence. There's four really good players there going for two positions. Then mm. centre mid, you know, there's five or six players going for two. So there's a bit of competition there. What I'm worried about is the reliance on Tammy. Mm. So if Tammy Giroud's, you know, not 100% match fit, and I don't know where his head's at. Obviously, he came close to leaving yeah. in, in, in several He's moves. Barely had a look in really yeah. this season. Which so is if Tammy gets peculiar. if Tammy gets a knock or, or suffers a loss of form, then you do wonder where the goals are. But it's a very interesting game this because equally it's as it's as vital for Man United to win mm. as, as them because they're still in the hunt for yeah. fourth. Yeah, yeah, and obviously United, you know, slightly buoyed by their their own transfer business. I know Chelsea Lampard wasn't very happy at all with with Chelsea's lack of spending. You know, now the the embargo's lifted. Um, but yeah, United making a couple of moves in there. Did you did you watch Fernandez' debut? Yeah, didn't he, actually catch it in the end, but I saw obviously the highlights. Very dynamic, things. very dynamic. Yeah. He, he's very just everything forward, quick feet, wants to get the ball, wants to get yeah. passes through defence, and that's he, he exactly like what they need. From from what it looked like, from my, from my view, it looked like he wanted to be on the ball and actually like taking the initiative to sort of be, and maybe it's you know the first game and he's wanting to try to impress the crowd, expectations massive, um, but he just wanted to be on the ball and, and he was confident when he when he did get it. He yeah, had he's a few shots. instructions and he's, you know, chest pumped out, pointing, gesticulating, like, like that's what my United lead. There's no, I yeah. don't see a lot of leaders on the pitch, mm. so they need someone to come in and be vocal and, and, and lead by example and it was a good start for him yeah I was going to say because I mean I guess not many of us have really sit and watch Portuguese football every weekend unless you have far too much time and if so please send me some mm-hmm. but um, 
but yeah, like you can't, you don't, you know, you're sort of going to be a technically decent player by the YouTube clips and the highlights and reports what you read. But but yeah, if they've got somebody now who is a leader right in the middle there, and if you get McTominay back, if I mean, even if Pogba comes back into that midfield, then you've you've started to got you know, the core of a very but, decent side there. Yeah, and I think McTominay is in full training this game, mm. probably too soon for him. They'll want to ease him back. I'm, Europa I'm League maybe yeah. next next the week after. But yeah, the, the the midfield is was what needed attention. They needed a player just like Fernandez, and they've got him. So mm. let's see. Absolutely, next moving to score some goals. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> moving further up the pitch. Um, obviously, Rashford out, and, and we've got big Odion Agallo. Uh, in what, what I'm Super so excited. Uh, calm down, Michael. So excited about <laughs> Odion Agallo. Just a bizarre. I love it. I love it. It, it wasn't he like banging on his translator's door, like just basically trying to say to get it done and stuff when he was in well, China. You, when yeah, the, well, when you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. I was just like, it, it's, it's so good. It's so crazy. It just might work. Yeah, it's one of like those. Everything about it, even from from not being able to fly out of their training camp because of all the the coronavirus stuff and everything. Like it's just, it's just every every ingredient of this suggests that it's going to be horrible. It's going to go badly, terribly, and yet it could just work. It could just work. He's going to be so pumped up to play. I think I saw an interview where he was saying when he played for Watford at Old Trafford, his teammates had like, I think it was Troy Deeney had to like calm him down because he was just so excited to play at Old Trafford. Now he's at Old Trafford in a red shirt. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? He's going to run 100 mile an hour for 90 minutes pretty much if he gets the chance. Um, you'd reckon he's probably not fully up to speed. Uh, he might come I don't on know, as a, a bit had, of an impact. They've had time, so. haven't they? Maybe Greenwood will get the nod. Yeah. starting and then go all over from the bench but I think you will feature at some point in the game and that's yeah. going to be very interesting a fascinating bizarre <laughs> situation we're in and like I say United because of Chelsea not quite capitalising on that top four spot it, for all it's been a you know, dire season yeah. for them they're still in, in the hunt they, they haven't scored in the last three Premier League games and if mm. they go if they go a go without a goal in this game it'll be a record so they, they need goals and mm. they've they've made a move and let's see if it works mm, absolutely um prediction for this one <sighs> i think chelsea i think chelsea I'd, i really haven't liked the look of man united all season to be honest with you yeah uh, cast your mind back to their, the opening weekend when they played it was 4 yeah. wasn't it so, yeah. doesn't that seem Bizarre. so much has happened since then yeah uh, i don't i'm not saying 4-0 but i just think chelsea by by 2 I think at home, I think they need to win and yeah. need a bit of momentum going into the Spurs game. And, and I just don't think, I just don't like the look of Man United. I've, I've got United, you know. Have you? I, I'm going with them and I think mm. it could be one of these sort of shambolic classics. <laughs> like we, we remember it for some howlers, some, you know, I don't think either, I don't really rate either defence particularly highly. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like we could be in for a bit of a, we've seen it before when they've been at the peak of their powers and it's quite a cagey nil-nil. I reckon we could be seeing two pretty Pretty yeah, teams going well, against each other so. and, and firing a few in. Obviously, for the Fernandez Galo factor, who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, moving on, we don't have, I guess, regular FPL tips for this week due to being in the middle of a game week. Um, but how is your week going? Really, really poorly, I think. I'm on about four <laughs> points. I need some players nice. to actually play. That would help. And I, I didn't get rid of Lundstrom, but I benched him. So he's my first mm. sub, and I, I just think... I think I'm going to miss out on those the sweet seven points. So it's very frustrating. Lundstrom dropped down to third sub. I've got Traore and Greenwood just ahead of him. Lundstrom third. I thought I got away with it with Mares and De Bruyne having their game cancelled. I was like, come on, <laughs> the storm, doing the rain dance sort of thing for it. But uh, obviously Man City, West Ham has been rescheduled for next week. So Lundstrom looks like he's staying on the bench. 
it's getting very complicated fantasy, isn't it? With it this, is. this divided game week and it is. FA Cup replays and very and much. So it's going to be interesting. Keep checking it every week at the same time and just see what happens. Mm. Just see what happens. Where's the game week at mm. now, lads? But I appreciated the winter break. I needed a winter break from fantasy. It was getting a bit too much. Yeah, I've, I've been away. <laughs> I've stroked some some you've, wild animals. You've and had your lion cub time. Yeah, now you're back, ready, ready to ready to throw Serge Aurier in. Oof, that's yeah, tip. that's my tip. Good delivery, and we'll see. Mm. Um, also, a little heads up: game week twenty eight, City, Villa, Arsenal, and Sheffield United. All of them out of action in game week twenty eight. So bear that in mind accordingly before, yeah, basically before you fill your defence with Sheffield United players. Uh, what's coming up in Match of the Day magazine this week, Mr. Catchell? So the, the the thing with our magazine this week is we've got Match Tax Extra on the on the front of the magazine. So this is a, a new a new um, update of the Match Tax cards. So new signings, you can collect a Garlo and players like that. And uh, <laughs> these aren't in the shops yeah. until Friday, but... They're on the front of Match of the Day magazine from Tuesday onwards. So depending on when you listen to this, you can get packs of match attacks before they're in the shops. And we've also had a go at doing a team of the season. So we've picked a, yeah. a squad of 22. Some surprises in there. Some, give some us a non-surprises. Roll, give us a little teaser, a well, shout. Well, Mo Salah's the cover star. Yeah. So there's a clue. Uh, but after that, you're going to have to read the magazine. I was going to say that's a red hot take there. Yeah. Mohamed Salah is quite yeah. a good footballer. But there's some nice, you know, <laughs> I'll just say if you're a Sheffield United fan, Pick up the magazine this week. There's some, <laughs> there's some stuff in there for you. Fair play. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio this week, Ketch. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Football Times podcast action. If you can't wait until then, come to radiotimes.com slash sport. We have all your previews for the latest sport going on on TV, uh, from Premier League to Six Nations and whatever else you ought to watch on the box. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.